0: Welcome to the City View Church podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. Life is full of seasons, isn't it? It, You have the wilderness seasons of life, the growing seasons, the pruning seasons, the harvest seasons, dry seasons, waiting seasons, grinding seasons, testing seasons, dark seasons, and refreshing seasons. And it seems like no matter what, The seasons don't care how you're planning your next move. They don't care whether you have all these plans on, like I did, so I'm doing a wedding today and yesterday was wedding rehearsal and it was insanely windy and cold. It didn't care. The weather did not care that somebody was getting married. It didn't care that it might ruin some bride's amazing day. It didn't care that everybody was gonna be cold. It didn't care. It just came And hopefully today it's a little better. But the seasons of life have no preference or don't think about you. Why do we go through these different seasons? You know, there's that that saying at this time of year, Jesus is the reason for the season. You heard of that? How do we process that? How do we work through that? What does that look like? Here's something I want to say. Seasons have reason when Jesus is your focus. Seasons have reason when Jesus is your focus. So Jesus is the reason, but it's in the season and through it. Let's pray, Heavenly Father. Thank you so much for today. And God, I ask this morning, God, for those of us who are going maybe through crazy season of uh, just uncomfort and uncomfortable things, and God, be our peace, Lord. For those of us who are going through a dry season, God, meet us in those moments, Lord. For those of us who are going through maybe a quiet or a waiting season, Lord, I pray that you would give us that comfort knowing lord that you you do have an answer. Lord for those of us who are going through seasons of abundance right now lord may we may we continually be at a p- place of praise knowing that you are faithful yesterday today and forever. No matter what god i just thank you that you are in every single season of our life in jesus name. Amen. So as i was thinking last week wrap, you know wrapped up second corinthians and then thinking of okay where I've got two weeks of sort of like what, what goes on before Christmas. And I, I, I was thinking, you know what, that saying, Jesus is the reason for the season, but how does that work? And just thinking through that saying and, and how do we process these things in life, and I was reminded of that song. To everything turn, turn, turn. There is a season turn, turn, turn. And a time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die. You can sing along if you'd like. A time to plant, a time to reap, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to laugh, a time to weep. I asked Josh, do you know that song? He says, I've never heard it in my life. I fired Josh. This is his last Sunday leading worship. Um, I was like, how have you never, that's in like so many movies. You've heard it. You had to have heard it. But our life, our lives are full of seasons. And that song comes out of a book called Ecclesiastes. It's not like some guys, I don't know how many of you knew that. You probably heard that song, maybe you didn't know that that song comes straight from Scripture. But there's so much truth in it that people have sang, that people have known. And I'm sure we all wish that we just walk through seasons that were happy, fun, and easy. Don't we? Do any of you just wish that? You just wish it was always like happy season, always like good season, always like, yes, this, this, this live in this happy world of oblivion. I am a huge fan of happy movies. Like, you know that, that Mighty Ducks? I love it because they win. I hate that, that movie, A Walk to Remember, where the girl dies of cancer at the end. It's like, why? It's not a true story. Have her get healed. If it's real, I'll know it's a true story and she's going to die in the end. If it's not, then make it happy because I want to live in that place. Because that's, that's what we like, right? But that's not how life always is. God uses every season in our life to help us become who we are and who we are becoming. Let's look at Ecclesiastes real fast. We're going to look at verses 1 through 11. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living. It says, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under the sun, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. A time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep, a time to throw away. Some of you need that right now. Some of you, there are things you need to keep and some of you right now in this season as you're getting ready to get more stuff in your home, it's okay to give away. This is the freedom of garage sales right here in one verse. A time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war, a time of peace. What do people really get for all their hard work? I have seen the burden of God has, uh, I have seen the burden God has placed on us all. Yet God has made everything beautiful, beautiful for its own time. It's planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from the beginning to the end. And, and I think that last part of that verse is so key to everything. There's all these times we see that. And I'm sure we all have been through those times. Times of laughing, times of weeping. Sometimes that can happen in a matter of a day. You can have a great morning and then get bad news That afternoon. And as the writer, Solomon, who was the wisest man of his time, he wrote, but people cannot see the whole scope. We can't see God's whole plan. I wish we could, but we can't. I wish we could see everything God had. I wish we could know every, but we don't always know. So why do we go through these different seasons in life? And what is God trying to tell us in these seasons? Have you ever wondered, what is, God, what are, you, what are you trying to tell me? What, what are you trying to get across? What, what is the reason for this certain situation that I'm going through right now? What is it, God? What, where were you? Have you ever asked that? I have time and time again. Seasons of building, seasons of tearing down, seasons of, of life and death, seasons of planting and harvesting. Life has many seasons, and when we walk through them alone, it's not easy. There is nothing you can do to prevent them. Now, some seasons, I'm going to be honest. Some seasons, it's your fault. Sometimes you go through a rough season and it's solely your fault. You're like, why are my finances bad? Well, you shouldn't have gotten those tickets. You shouldn't have bought those things. You shouldn't have done that stuff. You shouldn't have, you know, there's these things. You're like, oh, I guess that's true. You're like, why are they? Sometimes it's your fault. But many times... Seasons in our life are there, and we may never know why, but we can know is that Jesus is in it. Seasons have reason when Jesus is your focus. When Jesus is your reason, I came up with this little saying right here, when Jesus is your reason in the season, it gives the season more reason. I'm not as crafty as Jared and his little one punch liners. No, I don't even try to be honest. Sometimes I do. I'm like, this is not where my brain goes. But I just thought that saying, Jesus is the reason for the season, what does that mean? I think it's more Jesus is the reason in the season. He's in it. And he's your reason to get through it. So how can we walk through any season that comes our way? How do we do that? It says they're coming. Ecclesiastes, the writer, is, is, he says, in the good and bad, the seasons are coming, so how do we walk through them? Well, the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah writes this. He says, this is what the Lord says in Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 5 through 8. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an inhabited salty land. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and who have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted by a river bank with its roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought Their leaves stay green, and they never stop producing fruit. So we know that we're all going to walk through seasons. How you get through it is dependent upon who you trust in it. If you're trusting in yourself, if you're trusting in your, your buddies, if you're trusting in those around you, this is what God says. God says, if you trust in man, your life will be stunted. It will be like a desert. You will, have, you will not have hope, and it will be lonely. Those are promises. And some of you are walking through that right now. And, and it could be solely because of where you've placed your trust. Because if you've placed your trust in everything else other than God, if everything about how you're living is solely on you or on other people, on your job and making sure, well, as long as I go to work and do that and all of a sudden one day you lose your job and that you've lost all hope, you've put your trust in the wrong thing. If you put your trust in your, your marriage and like this is the one thing that's going to make sure I keep going, the marriage for life or the answer for life is not your marriage. Marriage is tough. Marriages fall apart. They're not. That's not what God wanted, but that happens. Your, your trust, your anchor for life is to be solely on Jesus. And so the writer here, this guy Jeremiah, not me, another guy a long time ago, says, he quotes the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Cursed, meaning it's not going to go good for you if you put your trust in man. If we are walking through the seasons of life and we are putting our trust in man and we find ourselves hopeless and helpless, that's why. Your trust is in the wrong thing. How many of you have done that before? How many of you have like, uh, you've you put your trust in yourself or something else, and you're in the middle of it, and you're going, "This is not fun." And then you ask yourself why? And sometimes it takes, it takes a moment to get out of it. It might take a friend, a godly friend that comes down your path. It might take a, a co-worker. It, it might take a, a post on social media. But so, if God, doesn't he get your attention? If you're paying attention, he's, he gets your attention, right? Isn't he good at that? Somehow he gives you hope in some way. And if you're, if you're, you're not, those days that before you were a believer, before you started following Jesus... Isn't there? And some of you are in that moment right now where you feel like the only people that offer you hope, you find out that they're Christians as so you're trying to figure this whole God thing out. Well, I can tell you, God is the only place, the only one that will give you true hope. Jesus is the only one that can offer you everything you need in life. Nothing else will ever satisfy. It will leave you hopeless. This, this book is not just some random pages that people wrote. This book is full of truth. This book is God's word that has been proven over and over and over again. Not just because I say so, but you can ask whether it's historical facts. You can go back and see the Dead Sea Scrolls. There's these scrolls that were found that were written so hundreds and hundreds of years ago, I've seen them in Israel, I've seen them in Jordan, I've seen these proofs, this this book, in this book is not just a, a book of just rules, but this is a book that has spoken life into my life so many times, it's given me hope. And so as Jeremiah writes, he says, so if you're putting your trust in man, this is how it's going to end. He says, but if you put your trust in God, verse 7 says this, but But blessed, meaning happy, are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along riverbanks, along a riverbank, with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered, or the New American says, when the heat comes. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Jeremiah says, but if you put your trust in God, you're gonna get through it. If we are walking through the seasons of life without him, it's gonna be way hard, but when you walk your seasons with God, even in the difficult seasons, joy can still be found. God still shows up. It, it's all dependent upon how, 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 who you're trusting in. It's, it's, it's so key on where you place your trust. If you put your trust, like if, you're, if you are investing money, if you invested your money in blockbuster video, you today are sad. I don't if you invested in I don't know what was a good investment years ago. Amazon. Like gonna start in some dude's garage selling books. Today you're pretty happy. If you invested your life in yourself and in man years ago, in which many people are still investing in that today. They find themselves helpless and hopeless. But for the few that have put their trust in God, they can look at their investment today in their life and they can say, you know what, but I found hope. And so Jeremiah gives us this outline of of what does this look like? Happy are those who trust in the Lord. It is a trust in the Lord. It's a confidence, not just I trust you, but it's a confidence knowing that he's gonna keep his word. It's in this trust and in this confidence that we can find hope. God says that when we trust him, that we will find the reason in the season. We will find it. We will be like a tree, he says, planted by water. Water is symbolic of blessing throughout scripture. When you trust in the Lord, your roots grow deep. When the heat and the dry seasons come. Because you know what? The hard season of life, here's the reality. They will come. Hard seasons in life, they will come. This this writer of, 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 or Jeremiah, as he writes this, he doesn't say if they come, he says when they come. When the dry times come, when the storms of life come, because they will come. Whether you believe in God or not, they will come. Whether you trust in Jesus or not, the hard times of life will come. What happens when you put your trust in God is you have an anchor in the storm. When you don't, the storm tears you up and spits you out. Storms are not fun. But when we trust, then no matter what season comes, you will still find hope. The seasons don't stop. But when Jesus is your reason, you'll find hope. So throughout Scripture, as I've been looking at this idea of reason and season and Jesus... There's this idea of trees and being planted. So I did a lot of tree research this week. I, I, I'm weird. I like to research things. And I learned a lot about trees and how to be a strong tree. Psalm writes being a strong plea. A tro-. The psalmist writes about how to be a strong tree and the importance of being planted. Jeremiah writes the same thing. So I learned a few things. Here's a few things I learned about trees. Trees must be rooted. When the roots and the tree comes out, guess what the tree's going to do? Die. If if the roots are not deep, the tree won't be strong. So a tree's gotta be rooted. We, we need to be rooted. What you're rooted in will depend upon the strength of your life, on where you place your trust. If you're rooted in a, a good family, this is why it's so key that when you're dating and all those things, that the people you're marrying have good families. When you're rooted in a good church, when you're rooted in community, when you're rooted in something good and healthy for your life, it will help you become better. But if you're rooted in shallow things, If you rooted in, well, how much money do I got? If you rooted in, well, they look good. If you rooted in, well, I've got enough money. If you rooted in those things, guess what? Those things, those come and go. How many of you ever had a $100 bill before? Who's had a $100 bill? before, Richard? How many of you have ever had a $100 bill, and it lasts a long time when it stays a $100 bill? How many of you, the moment you spend $1 out of that $100 bill, it goes like that? Isn't it amazing how fast money goes? When you put your trust in that, that's how fast it goes. So what are you rooted in? The next thing, trees. Trees need dry times. They need the dry times. They need those times so that their roots go deeper to find the depth of the water. So the roots go down deep. We would love just constant rainy times, constant blessing, constant all this. We would love that. But that is not good for your root system. It's not good for the depth. You need these hard times in life. I know it stinks sometimes. I hate the hard times. And sometimes the hard times, it might be just a matter of your kid waking up at 12.35 in the morning, throwing up on you. That wasn't me this morning, but I don't know why kids wake up at that time in the morning. It's like... Lunchtime would have been perfectly fine when every at school on your teacher. We all done that. Third grade for me. Anybody else? But we need those dry times in life. Dry times drive your roots deep. They search for nutrition. It's in those dry times in life. How many of you in those dry times you sit there and you're in your Bibles and you're just like, God, I just, I just need a word. Some of you go, I don't know what you go to in your dry times when you don't know Jesus. You go to the alcohol, you go to a friend, you go to something else, and they give you discouragement. For me, when I go to dry times, I'll go, I'm like, okay, God, this, I'm just like, God, I just, I just need something this morning. Just throw me a bone. Anybody ever done that prayer before? You want to know what I do so many times? I go to the times when God has spoken. That's why I write notes in my Bible. Because I can go back to those times where God spoke to me in a truth that holds my anchor. We need those dry times in life. Trees need the rainy times too, though. They need those blessings. They need that rainy season. Rain brings nitrogen. Rain brings oxygen. Rain brings carbon dioxide. All these things that the tree needs. Rain brings nutrition to the soil so the pH balance in the dirt gets equalized. So it's what it needs. It brings certain acidity that the roots and the dirt needs to make sure the tree can be the healthiest it possibly can be. Trees need wind. Trees need those crazy storms in life. I read an article about how when they first built the biosphere, they did not account for the amount of wind plants need, and it failed the first time. We may think, I don't want the wind. I want, it. But you know what wind does? Wind, one, it helps drive the tree's roots deeper. Two, it helps the tree be flexible. It helps you learn how to bend with the hard times in life. The wind helps strengthen you so that you can be stronger when the heavier storms of life come. I know we don't like it. Last night or yesterday afternoon when I was doing this wedding rehearsal, it was so cold and so windy. But I just thought, the trees need it. The plants need it. We may hate it. And I know there are moments in our life that we go through these these seasons and it's so windy, so stormy. But it needs it. The bend The trees bend instead of resist. Sometimes when you're in those storms, you can resist it, and then you miss out on what the Lord wants to tell you. Trees need each other. Trees, they live in community. Trees root systems. Did you know that a a strong tree can go and help the younger trees? Did you know that's what they do in the root systems? When they know a tree is hurting or a tree needs more nutrition, did you know one tree's root system will go and help another tree's root system? Did you know that? That trees have this transferability of, I know you're like, you're just doing all like, what's that, avatar and fern gully and all this stuff. Well, there's truth in in some of the things I know it's all weird and we don't have those tails, we hook the stuff, but they really do talk to each other. They need each other. The trees need community because trees as storms are coming, or if if there's a like a, a bug or something that's killing them, trees can help each other to give nutrition so they can fight it. Does it always work? No. But that's what they do. Trees need each other. They need community. And trees are giving. They give oxygen to us. They give seeds. They give shade. They give energy. And even after they die, they give. So I thought, what can we learn from a tree? About walking through the seasons of life. Because God says, be like a tree planted by streams of water. So do we learn, be rooted in the Lord. We too, like trees, need to be planted and rooted in the Lord. God being our anchor in life. Because the storms are going to come. But what you're anchored in will help you know how you're going to get through it. So how do you be anchored in the Lord? I was talking to a pastor the other day, and he challenged me, and we were talking about translations of Scripture. We talk about weird stuff. And he said, Jeremiah, have you ever, he goes, have you ever encouraged people to go read their Bibles? I said, yeah. He goes, so what did the people do before they could read? Like, you know, people, the regular person only started reading a few hundred years ago. It really, only this last century, every, most, most people learned to read. Did you know that? Most people, and women, forget, like you didn't learn how to read. You were, it was even later. Not that you couldn't, but you weren't taught. You just were home. In the kitchen, cooking, farming, working hard. Men, if you were not in a higher society, you didn't learn how to read. So he's like, Jeremiah, why, why, why do we always tell people to read the Bible? I go, I don't know. I go, well, what should I tell people? He goes, you should tell them still to read their Bibles because they know how to read. It's, uh, like it's our tortoise world. So I go, well, why would you tell me that? He solely just to push you a little bit and make you think and then throw you off. I'm like, I hate you. So with that being said, read this. Because you can. We are blessed to be in a time that we can read this. Where people aren't manipulating us by this book because there was hundreds and hundreds of years that were used that this book was used to manipulate. But now you can use it as your anchor. Get in community. How does, how does Jesus, be, how do he become rooted? Spend time in prayer. Like, how do I pray? I, I talked to somebody the other day, and they're like, I don't, I don't know, Jeremiah. I don't know if I could pray. I'd be really short. I'm like, do you think God cares how short or long you pray? Do you think he cares how eloquent you sound? Do you think he's up there going, man, <laughs> man, Jacob, you're a terrible prayer. You're, that was, I don't even know why you bother praying to me. Yours are great. Do you think God says that? No. I don't say to my kids, I don't say to one kid, you sound like an idiot. Why do you even talk to me? Don't talk to me until you know what you're going to say. Don't say that. That would be mean. If my kids want to talk to me, even if it's like whatever time at night, I'm going to try to stay awake as long as I can because I love to hear from them. So be rooted in the Lord. Second, Dry times make you crave the grace of God's goodness. Dry times in life will either make you dive to deeper waters or to shallow waters. If you go to shallow waters, guess what? Your roots will be shallow, and when the bigger storms come, you will fall over. Some of you, as you go through the storms of life, as you go through the hard times, and you'll wonder, why, why is it I feel like every time I go through something, I freak out? Well, it could be that you've been diving shallow, and it's time for you to dive a little deeper. Some of you are going, man, how, you may be sitting looking at your life going, how, how did I make it through this moment? It's probably because in those times, you dove deep. And so your roots are doing what they're supposed to be doing. You're you're in obedience. You're walking in obedience. So when you're looking, going, I'm still hurting or I'm still struggling, but somehow my faith is still strong, it's because you've been obedient in the past and you're reaping the benefits of it now. That's how it works. Second, third thing we can do is soak in the rainy times. When you're in the blessing times, how many of you like as anybody right now, you're just in a good season of life? Just raise your hand. You're just in a good season. Some of you in a good season soak in those journal those moments write them down in your bibles get in god's word because it's in those moments that there's a good chance you're going to hear some good stuff from the lord because you're just positive all around positive moments create positive times create moments where your brain is just able to hear write those things down take advantage of those rainy good blessing moments that's what a cactus does in the desert they get full don't they They fill up on the rain so that when the dry times come, they use that. So fill up. Soak in those rainy times. Journal those times. Take pictures. Take pictures of the things that you're like, oh, man, this is good. Maybe it's a flower. Maybe it's a a project you did. I don't know what it is. Take pictures of something that you can go back when you're in the dry time. You look back and you go, oh, that was good. Something that just gives you a little hope. Anybody ever just need a little hope that it's going to be okay? How many of you have ever gone back to some journal entry, a Bible verse, maybe a picture you're like, oh, that's right. Maybe it's, it's when, you know, you, you, a loved one of yours passed away, a mom, a dad, or brother, to somebody. You look back at a fun picture. How many times has that ever just giving you a little bit of hope? I have, a, I have a voicemail from my grandma. And there's moments where I just listen to it. She called me on two days before my birthday. I know this isn't your birthday, but I'll probably forget on your birthday. And let's we'll just go listen to it. And it's those moments that sometimes you just need a little hope. Go back to those. I don't know what they are for you. But if you don't hold on to those in the good seasons, when the dry seasons come, what will you hold on to? You're like, i go to God, but God, I don't know what to go to you about. Well, rainy seasons are good. Soak those in. The winds will make you stronger. The winds and the storms and those crazy times, they will make you stronger. They're good for you. I know they're not fun for you, but they are good for you. The winds and storms of life are scary, and sometimes they come out of nowhere, don't they? They come out of nowhere. And they can last minutes, hours, months, and years, those winds of life. The clouds can seem impossibly dark. They seem lonely and bitter and cold but the winds will help you become flexible and they will help you strengthen so that you can continue to become the man or the woman that God has called you to be. Be in community. Be in community. Have godly community around you. Get into a belong group. We have belong groups. They're starting, in I think, in a month. We've got a belong group on... Uh, Thursday morning for men. We got belong groups on Wednesdays, on Mondays, on Tuesdays, on other days. We have a women's um, uh, women's ministry starting uh, what January twentieth. It's the third Saturday of every month. Get into that community. We're going to start men's things starting next year. It's going to be on right now. The plan is Thursday nights. And just get in community. Because when you do life alone, you will fall. But when you have each other, you are stronger. And the last thing is be giving. Look for ways of giving and not just collecting. Giving words of encouragement. I'm not great at that. But when you can give a word of encouragement to somebody, telling them, hey, you're doing a good job. Telling somebody, like, you're telling your kids, hey, I'm proud of you. I was telling somebody the other day, they're just talking about business and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, what, you sh- I'm proud of you, and you should be proud of yourself too. It's okay to not be prideful, like, look at how good I am, but be like, I, I accomplished something. Sometimes we feel like we're complete failures. It's okay to look and say, you know what? My kid's still alive and they're five years old. We've made it this far so far. I'm, I'm okay. Because I know sometimes moms and dads, you can feel like you're a failure. Like, am I, am I, am I doing anything? If your kid is still mobile and they can accomplish something, you're, you're doing okay. Be giving of your time. find ways that you can give time to serve others. Be giving of your, your your talents. I don't know what your talents are, but give of those. Don't keep them. Maybe you're a talented musician. I'm sure Josh would love to have you on the team. You're like, but Josh has people. Yes, he has some. And we love all of you. But Josh would love more. Maybe you're great. And here's one thing. Dads, men in this room. I know kids, little kids might drive you crazy. But what you can do in a Sunday school classroom is way bigger than you could ever imagine or think in a young kid's life. When they see a man that loves God and loves them, you're creating warriors. You may be. I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. Well, I'm sure we, if we, I'm sure we could find somebody to team up where you don't have to do the teaching, but you could just be the dude that's just in there that's helping because these kids are getting crazier, and you're like, you're, right, you're not selling it. <laughs> Give your time. Give your finances. Like, what's important to you? To, to be able to invest in. This, this last week, I got to go to a, there's a church, Journey Church, there in North Peoria, and they're getting ready. The, the property they're in, the, the landlord wants to raise their rent from like 17000 to I think 18000 then up to, in the next few years, up to like $25,000 for a building smaller than this. And so they reach out, my neighbor goes there and he goes, Jeremiah, will you you coach us through how you guys did your thing? And I'm like, sure. So I got to go to hear their vision. I got to go hear the heart of the pastor. And just like, I know finances can be a tough thing, but man, listening to his heart going like, hey, there's so much we wanna do in our city. The, The things that we get to do here in our small area, this week on Wednesday, we're feeding all the teachers at Greenway High School. The opportunities we get to be able to go and, and bless our community—whether it's at Park Meadows or police officers through outreaches we do with them, or, or different opportunities—it it comes because you guys are faithful. It's not like your money goes and I get all of a sudden richer. Have you seen Mike Scion? I got that before Judah was born. I'm not trying to like be all down, but like it doesn't, if we, if I I prayed, this this is a prayer I just prayed. I'm not trying to manipulate anybody or anything. I'm like, God, I want to give Journey Church $10,000. People were so generous to us, but my God, I can't right now. So who knows? Like God could always just say, hey, because I have have this number in mind on how it's going to work. And that's sort of, sometimes that's what you have to do with God. You're like, God, here's what it's, this is what I see it's going to look like. Sometimes God's like, no, I'm not going to do it that way. But like, we love to give. We love to serve our community. We love that when somebody comes in need and, or when somebody has needs, like I, we love to be able to do that. And that, that comes from your faithfulness. So as we work together in community, as our roots grow deep, as, as we come alongside one another, as we weather the storms of life, as we are giving to one another, giving words of encouragement and walking through all that, we, we can actually see that God is our perfect example of all this giving. Acts 20, 35, it says in everything I showed you that by working hard in this manner, you must help the weak and and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he himself said, it is more blessed to give than receive. John wrote this for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only son, which is what we celebrate in two weeks. We celebrate that gift of God saying, here's here's my greatest gift treasure First Timothy 2 5 and 6 says for there is one God and one mediator also between God and man that is Jesus Christ who gave himself as a ransom his reason Jesus' reason was you his love is for you he desires to give you hope and peace yes you will go through storms of life you will that is a there's no way around them but he has gone before you in the storm and he will walk you through it he will he is the reason we celebrate this season he's the reason we can celebrate in any season of life why because he gave his life so that our life might have reason and purpose. Seasons have reasons when Jesus is your focus. So grow your groups deep down into him and watch what he does. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. God, I don't know what different seasons we're walking through. Some of us are walking through dark ones, lonely ones, hurt ones, blessed ones, good ones, happy ones, joyful ones. Lord, no matter what season we're walking in in life right now, may we focus on you, the author and perfecter of our faith. Lord, give us hope today, because you promised that you will, in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to click that follow button and tune in next week for another great message.